Today's episode is brought to you by Nomad. Go to the Flathead's best manufacturer, Nomad is a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers in mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit nomadgcs.com for more info. That's nomadgcs.com for more information. Welcome back to another edition of the Interlake Sports Now. I'm Josh Dugan, and on this week's show, we are going to recap postseason spring sports action as the 2022 2023 Montana high school sports year comes to an end for high school sports. Pretty remarkable how quickly it flew by. But that being said, after we talk some high school sports, we're going to jump to the college track and field world where a former Flyhead Brave is finding major success with the Montana State Bobcats. We've mentioned them before. Plus, we'll recap another Bobcat track and field star who just recorded the fastest time this season in not just college sports, not just the USA, but the entire world in his respective event recently. And then we'll wrap things up with a look at how the Glacier Range Riders fared in their opening series of the Pioneer League action versus the Great Falls Voyagers and, and kind of break down how the Range Riders are coming home for their home opener in the Valley Tuesday night at Glacier Bank Ballpark. All right, let's get right into the local action, starting with your Class AA softball state champions. The Glacier Wolfpack represent the Valley well. Fritz neighbor of the Daily Interlake was in attendance, so let's get to this recap of the action in Helena. Helena pitcher, Faith Howard threw a heck of a game at the Glacier Wolfpack Saturday in the first championship game of the state AA softball tournament. It was the Wolfpack that owned the encore. Glacier hit five home runs to win the if necessary game over the Bengals 19-7 to win the program's second state championship and first since 2015. Glacier pitcher Ella Farrell outdueled by Howard in a 2-0 loss at Bashfields 1 in the second game with six innings of solid relief. We talked all week about how we could win the hard ones because that's what we did all season, Glacier head coach Abby Snipe said. That pattern, that tradition, continued. It was tough early. Glacier, the visiting team for the second game, scored three times in the first, only to see Callie May hit a three-run homer for the Bengals in their half of the inning. Helena jumped ahead in the second half when leadoff hitter Kylie Gardipi hit a home run that had Glacier center fielder Brooklyn Imperato cartwheeling over the 250-foot fence and also chased starting pitcher Morgan Vivian from the circle. Given that the pack put up crooked numbers in the next five, in- five innings, excuse me, Vivian, a senior, was probably okay. At any rate, she wasn't done. She hit an RBI single that put the pack up 7-5 in the fourth inning, one of her three hits. By then, Howard, so strong in the first game, was running out of gas. She threw 92 pitches in her win with five strikeouts and three innings. In the second game, she threw another 76 pitches, allowing six walks and Emma Cook's solo home run. She fanned one. Howard gave way to Riley Schlepp, and the hits kept coming for the pack. An RBI single from Imperado that put Glacier up 8-5, a Cook RBI single to make it 9-7. Imperado led off the fifth with a solo homer that made it 12-7 and hit a three-run bomb in the seventh for an 18-7 lead. Those were her first two homers of the season. What a great time for those. Oh my gosh, Brooklyn went crazy, Farrell said. She was on that thing. I knew one was going out and then two. In between, Cook ranked out a three-run shot in the sixth inning. That made it 15-7. to seven. Kaz Ronkowski, who scored four times, belted a solo homer in the seventh for the game's final run. Farrell, who allowed four hits, two walks, and fanned ten in the first game, gave up two earned runs and fanned four in the clincher. Those runs came in the fourth after she walked the first batters and they both scored. She then reeled off three scoreless innings, ending with a fly ball fittingly hit to Imperato. 
That's credit to her time spent in the offseason, Snipes said Affair, who went 4-1 at state and finished 12-2 for the season. I mean, she put in hours in the wrestling room throwing. That paid off today, said Snipes. Glacier's powerful offense hadn't been shut out before Saturday. The pack obviously regrouped. It's really like a mental reset, Farrell said. Think about what you've done and improve on it. I think that the team showed up there was the team that we really were. What an absolutely legendary way to finish the season for the Wolfpack. And shout out to Fritz, as always, for the coverage, making the trip out to state and all that good stuff. So I did have the opportunity to cover three or four games this season of the Wolfpack softball team. And man, Glacier, one of those teams, the entire lineup could do damage. The pitching was lights out all season long. So it makes sense why in the state title game, they showed up when it mattered most. Big time congratulations to the Glacier Wolfpack softball team on winning state. Next up, another one of our Valley teams etched their name into the state championship Montana lore to end the season with the Columbia Falls Wildcats taking home their first ever state A softball championship Saturday in Bozeman. Here's a recap from the Daily Interlake. Columbia Falls stormed to a first ever state A softball championship Saturday, and we're not just talking about the weather. Aspen Dawson, Sydney Mann, and Demi Renzel all homered to back the pitching of Maddie Moultre, and the Wildcats thumped Billing Central 8-2 in a game relocated from Belgrade to Gallatin High School because of rain, hail, and lightning. Sounds like the Wildcats bats were uh, doing a little bit of lightning themselves. Right, that, you know, that sounded so, uh, so well in my head, but it didn't come off as good. But hey, I went for it. Broadcaster fail happens to the best of us. The Cats like the new digs as Hayden Peters had an RBI single ahead of Mann's two-run homer that put up Columbia Falls up to Rio in the first inning. That would be all, I could have said they had lightning in their bat. Go back to the recap. That would be all Moultrie needed. She allowed three hits and five walks. Four walks went to Gigi Hastings, who scored both central runs and fanned 11. But for good measure, Mann, Maddie Collins, and Kira Trinkle all hit RBI singles in the fifth for a 6-2 lead. In the sixth, Renzel and Dawson hit solo homers. Adam Peters home run in Columbia Falls, 6-4 win over Laurel in the unbeaten semifinal earlier Saturday, and the Cats pounded out eight home runs in four tournament games. Two by Peters, Renzel and Dawson, and one each from Mann and Collins. That is some real power right there. Columbia Falls went 4-0 at the tournament and finished 25-3. The Rams ended up 20-3. All right, big congratulations to Columbia Falls. I also had the opportunity to make it out to cover a couple Columbia Falls softball games. Very similar to Glacier, where the entire lineup could do damage at the plate. Everyone was strong at the plate. And as it showed, when it mattered most in the state title game, the pitching shows up strong when they need it, and the bats are there to back them. So overall, major congrats to the Wildcats, who had a strong year of prep sports overall. If you look back, state championships in soccer, wrestling and now softball so they got one in each season false winter and spring you'll take that next up let's talk some tennis starting with double a harrison sanders and timmy glanville bested gallatin's brody smith and Braden butler in the final six three six to four major kudos to sanders and glanville for taking home state champions in their respective event Gallatin scored 29 points for the boys' title at Glacier, and CM Russell tied for second with 23. Helena Capital was fourth with 13 points. Hellgate's girls were unbeatable Friday, scoring 32 points to Billings Skyview 16. Gallatin was third with 15, and Glacier was next with 14. Great job by our Valley athletes out at the AA State Tennis Tournament. Next up from the Class A ranks, Polson had boys doubles and girls singles champions Friday at the Class A State Tennis Tournament, and the Polson boys nabbed the team title to boot its first in a decade. Another cool note from the other side of the state, the Miles City girls won their first state title since 1991. 
All right, congrats to all our local schools, Glacier and Polson, especially for their strong finishes to the tennis season. All right. On to Class AA Track and Butte. This recap is from the Daily Interlake. Strong showing from Glacier again as Glacier's Aiden Cross can throw and Ethan Anderson can fly. Both won events Saturday. One is the favorite and the other in an upset as the Glacier boys grab the third place trophy at the state AA meet at Bulldog Memorial Stadium in Butte. Gallatin and Helen the Capital tied for the boys title with 63. Glacier was next with 52. Great Falls High was fourth at 44.5. Krause, a junior, came through with an expected discus victory, marking 174 feet, 10 inches to win by 11 feet. Anderson, meanwhile, won the 110-meter hurdles in a personal record 14.79 seconds. Anderson also PR'd in the 300 hurdles, running 38.86. He finished second in that race. That accounts for most of the Wolfpack's points on this on Saturday. Jeff Lillard finished second in the 400 and finished sixth in both the 100, 200, and triple jump Saturday. Evan Barnes was fifth in the 110-meter hurdles, and Glacier also took fifth in the 1600 relay. Flathead's boys were 11th in the team race with 22 points. Flathead got a strong performance from Brody Thornsberry, who hit his PR again in the triple, placing second at 44-6. and six. Overall, strong day for Thornsberry. Flathead senior Kelsey Coping was fifth in the 100 and fourth in the 200. Teammate Olivia Reinhardt, a sophomore, was third in the 200 and fourth in the 300-meter hurdles. The Brave Vets scored 32 points, good for seventh. Scoring big was another sophomore, Zoe Bortz, who finished third in the 300 hurdles with a PR of 46.02. Madeline Todorovich of Helena won in 45.75 seconds. Glacier Girls tied with CMR for 12th with 10. Ty Johnson's Friday win in the shot put provided the Wolfpack all of their points. So congratulations to Glacier on a strong showing and the rest of our Valley athletes who are out there representing the track and putting in the work. Awesome stuff. Let's jump to Class A track. Another recap from the Daily Interlude. Both the girls and boys teams Races at the State A track and field meet came down to the final event Saturday and each were decided by a single point. The Corvallis boys with 63 points, Hamilton and Dillon were next with 62 and 61. On the girls' side, Corvallis edged defending champion Whitefish 84 to 83. The meet's final event, the 1600-meter relay, saw the Bulldogs win impressively in 4 minutes, 0.71 seconds. Brooks to Tony was once again for white, a force for Whitefish. Winning the 100 meters in 12.35 seconds and the 225.32 seconds. On Friday, Tony tied the state A record in the 100, clocking 12.24 seconds in the prelims. Shout out to Tony for the record. Time performance. Teammate Maeve Inglefinger won the 800 Saturday in 2 minutes and 20 seconds and 0.71 seconds. And L's PR 46.01 while finishing second in the 300 meter. All right. That wraps up the 2022-2023 prep sports postseason highlights for this week. Pretty wild to think we are already moving into summertime, but here we go. Major kudos to all of our local athletes on their hard work and dedication to their sport this spring. Now, from our current local track stars to a former Valley track sensation who we've mentioned on the show before who is making a name for himself at the collegiate level, Flathead product Ben Perrin made the NCAA track and field championships. Here's a recap from Montana State Sports Communications. Montana State junior Ben Perrin successfully navigated a 48-man field to qualify for his first ever NCAA track and field championships, placing 11th in the 10,000 meters of the 2023 NCAA Outdoor West Prelims on Wednesday night at Hornet Stadium. The top 12 finishers advanced to the NCAA Track and Field Championships in Austin, Texas, June 7th through 10th. Perrin, a Kalispell native, posted a time of 28 minutes, 
in 25.57 seconds. Two weeks ago, he captured his second consecutive 10,000 meter title at the Big Sky Conference Championships. Kudos to Perrin. Perrin's PR ranks a second all-time at MSU behind Bobcat Hall of Famer and All-American Shannon Butler. Congrats to the former Flathead Brave on qualifying for the NCAA Track and Field Championships. We'll keep an eye out for how he performs down in Austin, Texas soon. All right, some more news from the Montana State Track and Field team with Bobcats track star Duncan Hamilton putting up the fastest time in the world this season in the 3,000-meter steeplechase. Here's another recap. This one is from MSU Communication. Montana State's Duncan Hamilton ran the world's fastest time this season in a 3,000-meter steeplechase, clocking a school and Big Sky record 8 minutes and 16.23 seconds Friday night at the NCAA Outdoor West first round in Hornet Stadium. Hamilton's time is the second fastest collegiate steeplechase in history, second only to Washington State's Henry Rono back in 1978. So we're talking about a record for uh, that's a long time since somebody's put up a mark as fast as Rono and Hamilton of Montana State, a Bozeman product. He did the job. So Hamilton's time qualifies him for the NCAA championships June 7th through 10th in Austin. He'll be joining Perrin down there. So awesome stuff from the Bobcats track program. Awesome stuff from Duncan Hamilton to record the second fastest collegiate time since 1978 and put up the fastest time in the world so far this year. Pretty legendary work from Duncan Hamilton. All right, let's close this thing out with some pro baseball talk. As the Range Riders had their opening series in Great Falls, the Range Riders had two games postponed over the weekend. So they split the six-game series with two wins apiece. So according to the Voyager Facebook page, the games Saturday and Sunday were canceled due to weather and unsafe playing conditions. So with the split, they did pick up a signature win Friday night in Great Falls as Benjamin Fitzgerald doubled twice, homered, and drove in six runs Friday night. Keen Glacier's come from behind 17-11 win over the Great Falls Voyagers. Fitzgerald hit a two-run double to start the Range Riders back from a 5-1 deficit in the third inning. Before the frame ended, Glacier led 8-5. Keenan O'Brien's two-run single put his team ahead 6-5. The Voyagers scored three times in the fourth inning to knock the game at 8-all, but Cruz Taylor gave the Glacier... Range Riders a lead for good with an RBI single in the fifth. Mason Dennison hit a two-run homer in the sixth to put the Range Riders up 11-8, and Jackson Rapers' two-run double pushed the lead to 13-8 in the sixth. Fitzgerald hit a three-run homer in the seventh and added a sack fly in the eighth. Glacier had 18 hits with Dean Miller and O'Brien picking up three hits each. Miller and Fitzgerald each had three hits. Miller and Raper each had doubles. Justin Coleman got the win in relief of starter Rob Hamby, who lasted three and a third innings. Coleman held the Voyagers in check through six striking out two and two-thirds innings. It's a sample, small sample size, but worth mentioning, Benjamin, Benjamin Fitzgerald excuse me, is off to a very strong start with the Range Riders. He's hitting 500 so far, two home runs, nine RBIs, and 12 at-bats. Very small sample size, but awesome start to the season from Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald finished up playing his college career for the University of California, Irvine. Go Anteaters. He started out his collegiate career at the Louisiana Lafayette before transferring. Back to the team as a whole, it's been a solid start to the season for the Range Riders on the road. You pick up the split, you come home now to the home opener Tuesday night, May 30th, and you're going to host the Billings Mustangs who are coming off splitting a series themselves with the Missoula Paddleheads. So you have two teams sitting at 500 early in the season. Opportunity to pick up a couple wins and get that record above 500 and get off to a strong start. So that should be a really fun series out at Glacier Bank Ballpark. Looking forward to that and covering the Range Riders this season. That is going to do it for this week's episode of the Interlake Sports Now 
As always, thank you to everybody for tuning in. On next week's edition of the Interlake Sports Now, we'll be recapping some of the most exciting moments from the local sports scene during the 2022-2023, excuse me, high school sports season, and check back and how check back in on how the Range Riders fared during their first homestand of the season. Also, the Legion baseball action is really starting to heat up as the summer's getting underway, so we'll be definitely updating y'all on the local Legion scene now that summer is underway. Alrighty, that was a lot to take in this week, but spring sports is done. It was a lot of fun. I already mentioned it once, but thank you so much to all our local athletes for all their hard works. Put it all on the line, and I, I mentioned it every season so far of the show. Now it's in the books as well, because to be a competitor at the high school level, that means you're putting in the work academically as well, so kudos to them on their hard work in and out of the classroom. All right. Thanks as always, y'all. I'm Josh Dugan, and I'm out. Have a good one. Today's episode is brought to you by Nomad, one of the Flyhead's best manufacturer. Nomad is a longtime supporter of the local community and sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit nomadgcs.com for more info. That's nomadgcs.com for more information. 